Zach Collette is a former Navy submariner and recently transitioned veteran. After conversations with Reggie Mills and Mike Greenwood at the Commit Foundation, Zach decided to pursue his dream of being a small business owner in a small town in Kansas. He launched Tap Truck Kansas, delivering the unique experience of a vintage-style mobile beverage service traveling to public and private events. Listen in as we discuss Zach's journey and commitment to his post-service life design. Hi, Zach. Thank you so much for joining us today. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well. Um, obviously, our podcast viewers or listeners won't be able to see, but I, you're in a you're in a truck right now. You are you're sitting yep. at your your job site taking a break to, uh, yep. to talk to us today. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Awesome. Um, but thank you so much for carving out some time. I talked to Mike Greenwood, who's one of our directors of veteran services here, and he was telling me little bit about your journey and it was so inspiring and it was just such a great um a great story so I was excited to hear it really from from your perspective and how it's been for you well thank you yeah I'm excited to share it yeah well so let's get started because you were a submariner yeah yep I'm a I'm a bubblehead oh man it's so funny because every every submariner I've talked to is like just in a different world in terms of creativity, entrepreneurship. <laughs> there's there's a lot of folks that come out of that space that have just really incredible skills that I don't think the civilian world expects them to have. Um, but it's amazing that that you were able to gain sort of this entrepreneurial mindset that that you did. So tell me about your your time in the Navy, your time as a submariner, what that was like. Yeah, so um, I I really enjoyed my time while I was in the Navy. Um, and um, I was on the USS Maine, which is a ballistic missile submarine for uh, four of the five years that I was in the other years spent in, in training up in, in Connecticut. Um, so we did um, three strategic deterrent patrols and then the boat pulled into a dry dock um, to refuel the nuclear reactor. So that's a process that takes uh, about two years because basically they strip every system out of the boat and put it back in um, with upgraded stuff. So it, it basically doubles the life of the of the submarine. So um, I was there for the vast majority of that. They were starting to turn systems back on when I, when I left and got out of the Navy. But um, yeah, it, it gave me a lot of, of really cool experience um, and, you know, led to what ultimately kind of where I'm at now and, and the things that I enjoy doing now, you know, it helped me find those some of those paths I think so it was a, a really good experience that's great that's great well I mean day to day are you are you feeling like it was very process oriented was it very uh structured like how how did that translate into where you are now I'm sorry can you repeat that again it was cut yeah. still no you're fine you're fine the um but just the structure, it sounds like you probably had a lot of checklists, a lot of things to be very mindful of and things like dot every, uh, you know, dot every I, cross every T. Um, but it's funny because that ends up, I think, making you very mindful when you're creating, you know, a business plan and you're actually starting to look at, you know, structuring your post-service life. Do you feel like yeah. you need the tools for that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, when we pulled into the shipyard, we were, we, I was kind of the lead on taking all of our mass and antennas out of our sail on the submarine. So those are controlled by 3,500 pounds of hydraulic pressure. So making sure that we were tagging those systems out correctly. And like you said, dotting every I and crossing every T so that 
when somebody goes to do the work, they're not getting themselves hurt. Uh, yeah, you've got to be very detail oriented with that and make sure um, that you're that you're well prepared. Um, so absolutely, that helped me um, put together a business plan. And I've always been a, a very numbers oriented person, so um, I always run the numbers on things and see you know how financially if it, if I think it can make it go. So um, yeah, a lot of that detail oriented stuff for sure from the Navy. And um, before we get into, because I definitely want to talk about Tap Truck, I was so excited when Mike was was telling me a little bit about it. Um, tell me, like, when you decided, okay, I'm I'm getting out and I'm I'm going to transition now. What were some of the pressures and what were some of the things that you were facing at that kind of juncture in life? Yeah, so um, we made the decision. My wife and I made the decision to get out. Um, oh, probably two years maybe before I actually transitioned out, um, just decided at that time that it was going to be best for us. Um, my wife was pregnant and we had, um, a, a little girl and decided that, uh, for family life, that, that being on a submarine was, was not the greatest. Uh, there's a lot that changes with kids in a very short amount of time. And so, you know, you could leave and your kids are completely different when you come back. So decided that that was not going to be our best option. Um, I had gone to college before the Navy and have a degree in business, um, but I'm not somebody who wants to sit behind a desk really. So that was part of the reason that I got in the Navy to begin with. Um, and then we had some friends where we, where we lived that uh, he worked in construction management and I liked that um, field and it sounded like something I'd like to do. So that was kind of where I set my focus um, pretty early on. But yeah, it was, a, it was a very stressful time, especially now I've got a new baby. It's not just my wife and I, it's a new baby that we're trying to figure out. Um, you know, I've got to support this family now. And, and, you know, my wife has a job too, but it's like, we need both of our incomes to be able to support our family. So it was, it was pretty stressful. Um, thankfully I, I lucked out, um, and was able to land a job, um, about six months before I actually transitioned out of the military. So I had a job offer and had accepted a job offer with, um, Hensel Phelps construction and we out of Colorado. Um, and like I said, that was six months before. So that took some of that, some of that stress out. Um, but through the tap program, I utilized the, the tap program that you'll have to, that everybody's got to go through as well as, um, Oh shoot. Now I can't remember what the name of it is. Oh my gosh. Reggie Mills worked for the, no, Reggie didn't. Um, oh, not, gotcha. um, well, he worked, he, he did like CTAP, right? He, he did was, the TAP, yes. Oh, oh on, Onward to Opportunity. There you go. Thank you. Yeah. Yes, that is it. Yes, <laughs> okay. Onward to Opportunity. So I did that um, and did a lot of things that just, it, it kind of built my confidence up, I think, of like, okay, this experience that I've got in the military, it's not just military experience. Like, you can take this and it does apply to the civilian world. You've just got to figure out how to make it apply to the civilian world, basically. Yeah. Yes, definitely. And it's not a matter of like, you know, come up with your list of all the things that you're capable of and then like fit it in. It really has to be what your values align with and the things that, that right. work for you that you want to carry forward with. Um, yep. Because so often I think that skill translation piece gets really stressed. And while, yes, you want to translate the skills that you have, some of them are, are things that like you don't want to do anymore. <laughs> that's, right. that's okay. You know, you just have to find the thing that will... Uh, will carry out the things you do want to do. But I, I 100% know that that three kids getting out of the military, I was I was in the same boat a couple of years yep. ago. It is 
stressful. It is a lot to think about. And you're like, yeah. oh gosh, I've got to have every, every space covered and you've got to make, you know, make your budget and make sure everything's working. It is yep. a lot, but congratulations to you. That's really exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Three kids is like a party, even when you don't want to party. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's always a party. It's, it's so much fun though, to watch them grow. Yeah. Yeah. It's been, it's for sure. It's a lot of fun. So you landed this, this role doing construction and then in the back of your head, and I don't know if it was a conversation with Reggie that sparked it. I mean, he, you know, Reggie will take credit for it, but But like, how did this model come into your mind with, with going with tap truck and doing, um, doing this and tell us a little bit like what tap truck is, how you kind of got into what's that. So I'll, I'll back up just a little bit more again. Okay. So I started working for Hensel Phelps right when I got out of the Navy. I worked for them for about 18 months um, and my wife got pregnant with our second child. And so at that time, both of our families live in central Kansas and small towns in Kansas. And we decided that even though we were eight hours away from home, we still needed to be closer. So um, we packed up and moved back to a small town, uh, about 2000 people. Um, and we're about 50 miles north of Wichita. And I was able to get a job, which is my current day job, um, as a, as a construction inspector for an engineering firm that's actually in the town that we live in. And then I travel around kind of in the region and do um, construction inspection. So I kind of credit the, the Navy for sure. Um, and sure, Reggie, yeah. Um, but uh, when I moved to a small town, there was something about living in a small town because what I found is that in small towns, entrepreneurship is how people are successful, right? We don't have... Um, the Home Depots and all these, or just big companies in general, right? We don't have those in our small town. And while our small town, we're about an hour from what would be considered most of the uh, metro areas in Kansas, we're, you know, there's, it's, it's a pretty rural area. And so I started seeing a lot of entrepreneurs and seeing a lot of opportunity of, hey, we've lived in all these different places. Look at all this opportunity that there is that we could do and, and you know, start businesses in this town and really got involved in our community. Um, last fall, I ran for our town city council and got elected. And so now I'm on our city council. Wow, congratulations. Um, so that's been fun and a challenge all at the same time. Um, but, you know, just getting involved in that really kind of opened the door to things. So then the first idea that I had was I love microbrews. I'm not big into brewing the beer itself, but I love microbrews. So I had looked at trying to open. I mean, it's every guy's dream, right, to, to own their own bar. Oh, so yeah. <laughs> I had, uh, you know, kicked around the numbers on that and figured out, holy cow, that's a lot of money. Um, but I've always thought that an old vintage truck would be a great way to advertise your bar or any business, really. Paint your logo on the side of it, and it sticks in people's mind. People remember those old classic vehicles like that. Started doing some research online and came across um, Tap Truck USA, which is who we're licensed with and figured out, Hey, these guys already have the whole system figured out. Um, and reached out and touched base with them. And, um, over the course of about 18 months, took me a little longer probably than what they maybe would have liked, but we, we initially started it and then kind of laid off for a little while and then got back in. Um, yeah, I ended up signing a licensing agreement with them. So the, to kind of get into what the premise of it is, is, is they pair up, classic vintage trucks, panel trucks, pickup trucks, whatever, from um, the 60s and earlier, 
and then put beer taps on them and can go and cater events and weddings and different things and pour beer, wine, soda, basically any beverages you can imagine from the side of these really cool fixed up old panel trucks. Um, and wow. so it creates a cool backdrop for weddings um, or for any event, right? I mean, it, it kind of just creates a really cool theme that you have at your event then. Absolutely. And especially, I mean, in the era of COVID and people needing, you know, events to be outdoors, things to be a little bit more flexible and mobile, I feel like it's a great platform that, that really yeah. leads to what people need right now. Absolutely. And for us being in a rural area, the, the exciting thing for me was now I'm not relying on people to come to our small town, which I love our small town. And I, I can go on another whole rant about living rural and, and small towns. Um, but, you know, I now we're not relying on bringing people to our small town. We can take our business to people in wherever they are. Basically, we're, we're within about an hour radius around us. We can we can go and, and take our service to them. That is really cool. And it also gets you sort of, you know, you're centered at home. You're centered in your small town. That's, that's you know, home is where the heart is. But you're able to yep. go out and meet other business owners and meet other people that are outside of that space. And right. so it really, it sounds like it really keeps things interesting and you get to yeah. diversify a lot. Yep. Yep. That's Absolutely. Great. Yeah. So tell me about small towns because I love, I mean, I love hearing about it. I live in central New Jersey. It's very crowded where I live. Yeah. I would love to be out, uh, you know, with a little bit more space, but um, it's just not in the cards right now. Yeah. But now, I, you know, it's, I love that you and your wife made this decision together to really align again, your values with the lifestyle that you wanted. How did you kind of design that? Yeah, so my wife grew up in a small town um, in Kansas, about the same size and probably a little more rural even than where we live right now. Um, and I grew up outside of a, a decent sized city, but I, would, I went to a smaller, we lived in a smaller town as well. Um, and, and kind of always knew that ultimately we wanted to be back in a small town. There's just something about, we like not having to worry about our kids being outside or, you know, we, I don't know, we just don't have as many concerns about things that are going on in our small town. And there's something to be said for raising your kids in a small town. Um, and I, it's not for everybody, but I really like, you know, we, you go to the grocery store and you, you literally cannot go to the grocery store without seeing somebody, you know, you drive down the street, you're going to see somebody, you know, I, you know, you, you're always ingrained in your community and you know, everybody who's around you. Um, and that has its pros and cons, but I think for the most part that that's a good thing, right? You just have, it, it, it's a, it's a community then that is able to um, come together and, and do a lot of really cool things. Yeah, no, that's, I think that's amazing. Just being able to align with your community and with your, you know, obviously with your family, they're growing. It's just such a nice way that you and your wife are able to, to do that, to kind of design things in a, a way that made sense for you. Yeah. Um, so tell me about commit because obviously I think you came through a couple months ago. Yep. And like Mike, I remember saying like I don't think he, you know, he's kind of there already. <laughs> but yeah. he, you know, he could leverage some of the services. But it's again, we you know we tailor things to fit the people that come through, and sometimes people just need a little bit, you know, yeah. a little bit more, a little bit less. So it sounds like you were the person that had had a lot of your ducks in a row, but just maybe needed some. Uh, encouragement on the imagination side or just kind yeah. of take a leap of faith. So tell me about commit. Yeah, I think so. So the, the way I got hooked up with commit was, uh, you know, we were talking about Reggie. Reggie 
actually taught the transition class that I went through when I was getting out of the out of the Navy. Oh, wow. Um, oh, wow. And he and I then through the years have just kind of stayed in contact. Um, and gosh, I can't say enough about Reggie. What a, what an awesome guy. He brings so much energy and and I yeah, I just cannot say enough about Reggie. Um, so kept in touch with him. Um, would just, you know, through LinkedIn, send a couple of messages back and forth a couple of times a year and then um, reached out to him. Um, yeah, a few months ago, just, uh, you know, maybe looking for some, um, yeah, kind of that final push, right? Get somebody to, to help you take that leap. Um, and um, he, yeah, then got me hooked up with Mike. He said, look, I think um, Mike's probably a better Hang on just a second. I've got a guy walking up to my window. Oh, no, you're fine. You're fine. I mean, it's all all in the day's work, right? (laughs) Okay, so, yeah. And then um, to get back on on topic here. So Reggie got me in touch with Mike and said, hey, you know, um, Mike's background and his, you know, he he, he fits the mold a little closer to you in terms of what your story is. Um, So Mike reached out and we had... um, yeah, really good conversation. And I, yes, I, I felt like I had my ducks in a row, but it was like, I, you know, I had kicked around a lot of these different business ideas while, since we've lived in a small town and you can hear it from your wife or your spouse um, as much as you want, but it, it just means, I don't know, sometimes there's something to be said for hearing it from somebody else than your spouse. Um, and so like talk, they don't have the same bias, you know, they're not going to. Yes. And so the biggest thing was um, when I reached out to Reggie and had kind of talked to him about what, um, what we were doing and um, gave him the idea of, okay, here, you know, I've kicked around some business ideas and and mentioned the tap truck idea and kind of what the business premise behind that was. Um, I could see his eyes just light up and he's like, tell me more. I I need to know about this. And that was just, you know, I had like three or four that I had kind of rambled off and I just saw his eyes light up with that one. And I thought, well, that's interesting. And then when I talked to Mike, I rambled off the same businesses again. And as soon same deal, as soon as I mentioned anything to do with the tap truck, it was like, what you, you got to tell me more about that one. And that was, it was kind of the final thing of like, okay, this is two people who know, you know, know a little bit about me, but when, when you're mentioning the business, it's like, oh, wow, that like it grabbed their attention. And that was finally like the thing. Yes, it had grabbed my attention. But then when I see it grab their attention too, it's like, all right, this thing could be really successful. This is going to be what we take the plunge on. And yeah, they were kind of the ones that finally pushed me over the edge of, all right, let's go ahead and do this. Well, I'm not kidding. I think both of them want to own a tap truck. Now. <laughs> <laughs> like they may be leaving commit to go. Yeah. <laughs> No, that's, I, I think that's really wonderful that you were able, and it's funny too, that you found like kindred spirits, especially Mike talking to you now. I'm like, yeah, I could definitely see you and Mike hitting it off. He's, he's one of those people that family is very important to him and good times are really important to him too. And, and being, yeah. you know, fit that into life in, in one way or another is just so important. Yep. But I love too, that you were able to design this as kind of like, you know, not, not a side hustle, but it's, it's something that you're doing. You still have a security of your day-to-day job, yep. but you're also doing this because it's, it's passion work. It's something that you really love to do. Um, yeah. So that's, I, I think that's really cool. How do you balance all of that, especially with three kids and a wife? Yeah, and that's, uh, that's, you know, I was talking to my wife the other day um, and I said, 
something about. So right now we have two kids. We have one on the way. Okay. And so I, I was joking with her. I said, yeah, you know, um, as if we didn't have enough between me being on city council and my full-time job, and she does a little bit of a, her own kind of job for, for her thing that her own little business, uh, our two kids and one on the way, you know, we didn't have enough going on. So let's just go ahead and, and start this business too. So, um, yeah, it's been a little bit of a balancing act, but, um, we're going to figure it out. My wife is a huge help with it. Um, she does a lot to help me out with it. So that's, that's, you know, it's, it's definitely not just a me thing. It's, it's both of us. Definitely. Well, and I, I would encourage anyone listening who lives in Kansas to check out tap truck because it is super cool. Um, the visuals, everything on, you know, I've seen the Instagram and your website. It just, it looks amazing. And I'm excited. Yeah. To you. Um, when did you guys launch? Um, so our LLC started on May 6th. So we're, we're, we're pretty, we're pretty new into this thing right now. Um, and I've got the, the truck all put together. It's a 1949, uh, Chevy Thriftmaster panel truck. It's painted red. Um, and then it's got some kind of cream colors on it. It just, it looks really cool. I'm really excited with the way it's turned out. It's uh, so cool. I was looking at the pictures of it. I'm like, man, I wish we could do like another wedding. Yeah. <laughs> we'll yeah. do a <laughs> I know. Go. Yeah. It's, it's, I'm really excited about it. So we've got the truck all put together. Um, this weekend, actually, we're going to do what'll be kind of our, our soft opening. I guess we're doing an event uh, in Marion, in the town that we live in. We'll just do non-alcoholic beverages. Um, and we're teaming up with another local couple that is trying to start a barbecue restaurant. Um, in town called Bill and Essie's and they, they do barbecue and some sweets and different stuff like that. And they own an empty lot in town. And so they said, well, let's get together and we'll just do kind of a, a community night, come down and hang out and we can, do, we'll do some food and you guys can do some beverages and we'll have, you know, different games and just have people come down and hang out. So it should be a lot of fun. Wow. I want to come down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to come and visit. That sounds amazing. And, and yeah. again, just congratulations because it's, it's really incredible. You were able to, to formulate all of this and, and make it a reality. And you guys are just doing so great. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Well, there you have it. Such a great conversation with Zach. I wish him all the best with Tap Truck Kansas. Um, we always are excited to see our veteran entrepreneurs go out there and do great things, whether or not they link up with Bunker Labs or a, a resource like that. Um, we are just always so excited to see that they're following their post-service life design and stepping outside of the box. Our next episode will be with Matt Crest from the Headstrong Project. I'm very excited to talk to him. It is PTSD Awareness Month and Headstrong is an incredible resource for veterans struggling with mental health issues. So that'll be a great conversation, but thank you all so much for listening in. Thank you to our sponsors for making these episodes possible. We really, really appreciate it.